I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPodcast. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us can bump up the pod in their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a supporter of this podcast and support us. We plan on doing big things with this humble little project such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. And by supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay for rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Podcast slash support. Again, that is www.anchor.fm slash Podcast slash support. And you can also check out our newly minted um, page on Patreon. We're now on Patreon now. Um, and you can check us out as at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa Podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. And we also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Any little bit helps. And we would really appreciate your support if you have the funds to do so. As you can tell, um, I played the uh, victory theme again. Um, so I got into a little bit of a uh, Twitter uh, argument with um, a um, cannabis, no, a, um, and a, someone who works for a microbrewery. Um, there was there was a tweet um, by um, Cannabis of, um, of Massachusetts, I believe, talking, let me read the direct tweet. Um, so... Cannabis of Massachusetts. Um, if you're going to Boston Buzzkill or calling this weekend, you might want to opt for edibles. Of course, there will be a beer garden so you can get blackout drunk. And um, so, so there's going to be. So I'm going to read two articles right now. Um, so I got into sort of a Twitter beef, or I don't even want to call it beef, because I mean we didn't, we weren't swearing at each other, we weren't, we weren't being uncivil to each other at all. We were just disagreeing, you know. But you know, I don't, I don't do this. I don't go to the mat, you know, for the sake of going to the mat, or I don't advocate for this. So, so just, so, so people who are already well off can have access. I advocate for this because this is life or death for people. There are people with epilepsy that live in, in, in deep red states. They don't have access to medical marijuana. If they use it, they're, they're, they're going to go to jail and lose their kid. You know, this is, this is what I do it for. I do. And I also, and I do it for people who are um, under, who are, who are lower, lower income or work, working class and are trying to feed their children and they're taking pharmaceuticals that aren't helping their chronic illness. And, you know, they want to explore medical marijuana and their minds are not completely shut off from it. But, you know, because of their, because of their housing, because of their, 
the type of job they work, and just because a medical marijuana card in most states is very, very expensive still. I I mean, I make my podcast for them, and I try to tailor material for them, and I try to do this activism for, for them. And, you know, part of why I sort of shifted my focus from what this podcast was at the very beginning, let's say, like, the first 50 or so episodes, is because first 50, maybe even first 100 episodes, I sort of shifted focus, is because we can't really do much if our if the laws are still discriminatory towards us whether it's banning us from using edibles i'm not talking about smoking a joint that's different banning us from using edibles at a at a, at a concert or um banning us from using in public even though you know in most of these legal states landlords have free reign to ban cannabis on premise you live in federal housing because of federal funding you cannot use and um, and even if you own a condo or whatever, if you pay HOA fees or whatever, then, or yeah, I think it's HOA fees, you know, and, you know, there are certain requirements, then you cannot use cannabis. So although it's legal in these states, where can you use it, you know, until we have, until we have ample cannabis lounges and, um, you know, we pull a Canada and allow it to be used anywhere cannabis can be used. I mean, I understand people, different people have different lanes in this, in this cannabis struggle. That's my lane. I mean, I'm, it's not that I don't care about the other causes, but this is what I care about most. And if that's going to lose me followers and people are going to think I'm a bit too political and, 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 uh, passionate or whatever, I'm not professional, that I don't care. I've already lost some followers today. And, and this be weak, but I've also gained some amazing followers as well. But again, my focus is, is getting it to people who need it the most. And I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a shit if, um, if people find me too abrasive or people find me annoying for, for, for tweeting and, and advocating for, for this to be treated like, for this to be treated like any other substance, and for us to stop being marginalized. Again, it's not enough to make it legal. You have to provide me a safe place to use. It's not enough to make this legal, but I can still get denied a, a, a job or promotion. You know, I'm not going to stop until the laws are what they need to be. And if, if that means making a stink of Twitter now and again, I'm going to do that. And if you're going to unfollow me because, because I'm doing that, then I don't need you around anyway. But um, let's read the two articles, and then I'll read my tweets. I was, I was, I was, um, my my tweets were featured in the Boston Herald, which is sort of a right leaning reefer madness paper. But um, but yeah, my tweets were featured on their on their newspaper, which was, you know, you you know you made it when 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 haters are are are, are talking about you. So <laughs> let's do this. All right. So the first article is um, cops will actively cite pot smokers at Boston Calling. And full disclosure, I went to Boston Calling in 2015 with some friends of mine, and um, I mean, I I mean, there was some good acts and stuff. Um, I I kind of went into it blind, mostly wanting to see the Pixies, which they were very disappointing on their last day. It was just, it just felt like they were phoning it in, you know, and I, I left halfway through the last day. I know I, I left, I left halfway through the ending act, which was like the Pixies on, I think Sunday of, of, of the 2015 Boston calling because it was just like, they, it just felt they were phoning it in and there wasn't passion there, you know? 
It just, like, I mean, I, I know I would feel differently if I was seeing a Pixie concert in 1990 or 1989, but I don't know. It just it just feels like they've lost a step a bit, you know? But, but yeah, I mean, I was there. Um, I, you know, there was plenty of beer to be had. I even got a beer, I even got a Sam Adams t-shirt. Um, I believe Boston Calling is, is sponsored by the Elk, by, by um, breweries and stuff. There were ample places to buy beer, and you can drink beer while you're watching the concert. But somehow taking edibles is, is wrong. It's ridiculous. Cops will actively cite pot smokers at Boston Calling. Cops vow Boston Calling Festival won't become the next hemp fest. Jesus Christ. The author is Lisa Kaishki. And, um... So the article, so here's the article. Police say that they will be actively citing pot smokers this weekend in Boston Calling in what would be the first major test of public consumption laws since recreational marijuana sales began last November. Again, the again, the state needs money, the state and the cops need overtime and they need ways to fill the coffers now that this is completely legal. You know, it's like it's like Ricky from Trailer Park Voice says not the kind of guy to say I told her so, but I told her so. I fucking told her so. But yeah, I mean, I told you that they were going to exploit these public smoking laws and, and try to give citations and tickets and continue, you know, prohibition. Again, it's fake legalization, new prohibition, like Jody Emery always says. So let's continue. The annual three-day three music festival, attended by thousands and often shrouded in clouds of pot smoke, returns Friday to the Harvard Athletic Complex. Medical experts and advocates say that secondhand pot, pot smoke can be an, a, a health hazard. Who, what health experts and advocates say this? We know for a fact that public cigarette smoke and public tobacco and cigar smoke is dangerous. There, there's been so much proof in that. But there has been nothing to prove that marijuana smoke has been dangerous. You know, granted, you shouldn't be smoking it in front of children and stuff, but or in front of your pets. But I mean, it's not as bad as cigarette. It's not as bad as tobacco smoke. Smoke. It does not have the same amount of cancer-causing carcinogens as as cancer smoke has, and that's a fact. Medical experts and advocates say that secondhand pot smoke can be a health hazard. And just as annoying as tobacco smoke. Boston Police Sergeant Detective John Boyle said, Anybody that smokes weed in public is subject to a citation, and we will hold Boston Calling or any major group like this responsible. They are subject to a license premise violation if the laws of the Commonwealth are violated. It's going to be handled like any other major permitted event in the city. Cambridge Police Spokesman Jeremy Warnick reminded festival goers that those under the age of 21 who are caught with weed could face penalties, as those over the age of 21 who are found to have more than an ounce on them. Quote, We strongly encourage attendees to focus their safety and the safety of others and enjoy what should be another great festival on, on beer, on beer and, and, and wine, which is it, which is accepted. With beer and wine, which is way more dangerous and causes way more accidents and causes way more fights and causes puking and causes people to die if they take too much. But oh no, oh no, weed, weed, weed is so bad. 
You have to restrict it, even though its adult use is legal in the state. Boston Calling organizers insist they won't tolerate smoking of either marijuana or tobacco products on festival grounds. They say they intend to observe the state pot consumption law, laws. No smoking, no vaping, or consuming edibles in public. This means no cigarettes and cigars, no joints or jewels, no vape pens. Okay, I mean... It's still wrong that they're doing this, but I mean, at least at least they're saying that they're banning cigarettes. So I mean, they're, they're at least they're they're at least being a tiny a tiny bit even-handed, but but they still aren't because they're still allowing alcohol, which is equally as dangerous. And when we voted on this, I mean, I don't like this term. I don't agree with this term, but we voted to make it regulated like alcohol. Regulated like alcohol means you should be able to use it at a festival or concert. Full stop. We strongly encourage attendees to focus their safety and the safety of others and what should be another great festival, Wernick said. Boston Calling organizers... Okay, so I already read that. Strict enforcement could prove a buzzkill for some attendees, but anti-smoking advocates say it's the right call. It's telling the Herald that secondhand pot smoke contains cancer-causing toxins and chemicals. No, they don't. It's about ensuring everyone has the right to breathe clean air in public spaces. Bronson's Frick, the director of the Americans Non-Smokers Rights Foundation. The bottom line is smoke is smoke, and secondhand smoke still creates a health hazard for other people. Secondhand tobacco smoke creates that hazard, not, not cannabis smoke. You know, stop listening to Nancy and Ronald Reagan. Thomas Carr, policy director uh, with the American Lung Association, said everywhere tobacco smoke is prohibited. Marijuana smoke should be too. Secondhand marijuana smoke is emitting the same carcinogens and toxins as directly inhaling marijuana smoke. No, it ain't. Marijuana smoke can contain ammonia, arsenic, formaldehyde, lead, mercury, nickel, according... Okay, so from what grower? Some grower, some some cannabis, some college cannabis grower growing in his off-campus apartment and spraying, you know, deter, spraying um, Febreze to hide the smell? You know, maybe that's where the... Maybe that's where the chemicals are coming from. Maybe that's where these this arsenic formaldehyde and mercury nickel is coming from. Maybe it's that and not the weed, not not tested and regulated weed itself. But I mean, I'm not a scientist here. Secondhand, secondhand exposure to marijuana smoke can cause lung irritation, asthma attacks, and even respiratory infections, according to the American Non-Smoker Rights Foundation. Non-smokers in a confined area with a high concentration of marijuana smoke have been reported have reported a mild contact high, displaying signs of impairment, according to research from the National Institute of Drugs. This is so slanted. The National, I don't know who said this, but this was, I think this was like a doctor or scientist in the cannabis field. But the, the National Institute of Drug Abuse is, is very much a, a misnomer. Um, it, uh, the National Institute of Drug Abuse is not interested in studying, in empirically studying the pros and cons of a substance. But any substance that they study and that they give funding to is to, to study the bad effects of something. 
So they only so in short, the National Institute of Drug Abuse only studies the harms or the bad things about cannabis. They don't study the good things, or, or they don't give funding or care to cover the good things. If that makes sense, I, again, I, where I heard that it the, it escapes me, but I do remember someone someone saying that in a lecture. So, just wanted to put that out there. Quote: There is a great body of research affirming that secondhand smoke is a potent health hazard to non-users. Frick said. The bottom line is to not smoke in ways that harm other people. But the haze of marijuana smoke has been unavoidable at Boston Calling before, and it's unclear whether enforcement efforts will change this year. It's not easy to get away from secondhand smoke of any kind at concerts. And don't go to these concerts then. We don't need to hold your hand if you're 21. Alright? When you go to a concert, when I've gone to concerts, I know, I know, I've seen people smoke. You know, I, I know that that's part of the territory. You know? And there are times I've been in concerts where I, I've, I've punted not smoke. I've punted not smoking. I didn't smoke. You know, it was easy. It was an easy choice. I just didn't do it. I didn't participate. Or, or I moved to an area where the smell wasn't as prolific. This isn't rocket surgery here. All right. So let's read the next article, and then I'll read sort of the Twitter thread I was in. Okay, so this next article is is from the Herald again. Um, use of edibles at Boston Calling slammed. Commission cops reject suggestion to ingest pot publics products in public. See, see what did I tell you? This cannabis control commission holds cannabis and its users in contempt. They're like, oh, you can't do it in public. But why you drag? But then you drag your feet on on making the lounges legal, and then you cave to pressure by Baker and Healy to 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 slow down the lounges last year. You know, people wouldn't have to consume in public if they had safe places to use. But again, it's it's all about fake legalization. It's all about new prohibitions. It's all about continuing to give cops overtime so they can ticket and meet quotas. That's all it is. You know, and that's why I don't. I mean, this is going to sound very pessimistic, but I don't think America is ever going to have like a, a is ever going to have laws once this is fully legal, like Canada, where you can use it in parks and you can use it anywhere tobacco is is allowed. A, I think we're too we're far too puritanical as a country to to allow that as a whole. Maybe you might have a few states here and there that have those sort of laws, but I think as a whole, you'll never get that. B, um. You know, we're a very sort of jail-happy society, and we like coming up with random charges, even after we legalize something, to to continue putting people in jail, particularly people of color in jail. So, you know, it's like the 13th Amendment. You know, when the third the, the 13th Amendment says that sl- abolishes slavery, but the thing is, in that amendment, there's a clause saying that slavery is still legal if you're you're thrown in jail. So, like, during Reconstruction and, and, like, right after that, you know, they were constructing these laws to to continue to continue jailing black people. And they were called vagrancy laws. So, like, if you're, if you're a black person just walking around, you can literally get ticketed and arrested for walking while black. And then you can get arrested and have your freedom taken away. And because the 13th Amendment allows slavery under incarceration, that's how you see, that's, that, that's how you continue to put to make black people slaves. 
That's what our modern incarceration system is now. That's what the whole war on drugs is. We we put black and Latino people in jail for simple possession. And because that's a felony and because that's that's a jailable offense, you know, we can abuse, we can throw them in jail, we can pay them nothing for 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 making license plates or taking phone taking call center calls in the jail or whatever. You know, we, so those are the reasons why I don't think we'll ever have a, you can smoke anywhere tobacco is smoked. Articles like this don't, don't, don't engender trust that this, that that'll ever happen in this country. A call to, a call to opt for edibles at this weekend's Boston Call Festival is being met with a stem with a stern warning from the Cannabis Control Commission that consuming THC-infused gummies in public is just as illegal as smoking a joint. Smoking, consuming cannabis in a public space is prohibited by state law, as is smoking in any place where tobacco is prohibited, said pot board spokeswoman Mary Alice Gill. A, a Twitter account from the Cannabis, a state pot trade association, called Wednesday's front page Herald story on the cops ready to cite pot smokers at a festival at Boston Buzzkill and urge smokers to try edibles instead. Edibles are cannabis products that come in the form of cookies, sodas, brownies, candies, wax, and they are made with THC, the active ingredient in pot. No, call it cannabis. Like these these writers are just squares that that hold cannabis in contempt and were just assigned to write about pot, but they're not gonna treat the subject with the respect matter it, it, it deserves. It's pretty unprofessional for a news publication to use pot when reporting about cannabis. You know, it's very un- unprofessional. It makes me side eye them and roll my eyes hard. They tend to be significantly more potent than smoking a joint. Yeah, they are. Because your body metabolizes edibles into a slightly different form of THC, you know, than than just smoking a joint. So it can hit harder and stronger oftentimes. But you're but you're never going to die from edibles. You might just you if you take more than your body can tolerate, you're just going to feel very maybe paranoid or whatever and need to sleep it off. But after you sleep it off, it'll be like nothing happened. A high from a high from ingesting an edible also tends to take more time to hit and can last longer than expected. Police say they will be actively citing pot smokers this weekend at Boston Calling in what could be the first major step for public consumption laws since recreational marijuana sales began in November. The festival starts Friday at the Harvard Athletic Complex in Elston. Gill said that the commission is working on ways to allow social consumption of pot products, including a dozen cafes around the state. A dozen cafes around the state of, of, of almost 7 million. That's, that ain't enough. Such a program could be months away. So what are they supposed to fucking do for the time being then? Answer me that question. Riddle me that. What the hell are they supposed to do for the time being? Seriously, what, what are they supposed to do for the time being? Answer me that question. What are they supposed to do for the time being? Not not do it. What what if what if what are there people like me that you know for health reasons they don't drink alcohol much anymore, and and pot is how they pot is how they unwind after a long long week of work, you know after a long week of paying, after a long week of work and after months and months ahead of time of you paying, 
I don't know how much Boston calling tickets are. I think I, I paid for like a two day pass and I think it was like 200 ish or so for two days or I think, yeah, I think it was like 150, 200. Try them. I'm trying. It kind of escapes me. This was like four years ago, but, but I mean, I know the prices have since gone up significantly to go to Boston calling, but you're, you're pouring huge amounts of money to go to these, these concerts. And then, you know, if you're a pot smoker, you can, you can kick rocks according to them, but, but that won't stop you from, stop them from having multiple alcohol vendors and giving you swag giving you alcohol-based swag by the sponsors of, of, of Boston Calling. I mean, I, I mean, check my Twitter account. I mean, I've, I've mentioned my Twitter account in the beginning of this episode, but check that out. Um, I'll, probably, I'll probably put a link to the picture as well in the show notes too. But yeah, check that out. Um, I, I got a shirt from Boston Calling, a Sam Adams beer shirt, Boston Lager shirt. I'm not, I'm not making that shit up, man. All right, let's continue. The proposal needs to be drafted into new regulations, which will again require the commission's approval, and changes to the statute are needed so cities and towns can opt into social consumption, Gill said. Cannabis of Mass, in a follow-up tweet, called the beer drinking, called out beer drinking aloud at the festival, tweeting, of course, there will be a beer garden so you can get blackout drunk. Cannabis of Mass added, we're the baddies now. Others on social media did hit back at Cannabis of Mass by saying it was outlined for the group to advocate for illegal behavior by promoting edible option at the festival. A few also took exception to implying beer drinkers drinkers at the festival are looking to get blackout drunk. Cannabis of Mass did not respond to a request for comment. Boston Calling organizers insist they won't tolerate smoking of either marijuana or tobacco products on festival grounds. They say they intend to observe the state's pot consumption laws. No smoking, no vaping, or consuming edibles in public. And then here are the tweets. Here's the can- the first cannabis of mass tweets. I'm going to read the whole tweets in context because the right-wing rag, the Boston Herald, um, likes, you know, they like to take things out of context and, and, and use things. It's going to perpetuate their right-wing point of view. Your center right point of view to even far right point of view, if I'm to be one hundred. So let's 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 look at the full context of these tweets here. And then I called I called in the thread I called it fake legalization, new prohibition. And again, this is this this thread only has about seven comments, so I'll read all of it. And then beer and then um the person with the Twitter handled beer is just fancy water. I understand I understand your frustration over the hypocrisy, but not everyone imbibing alcohol is looking to get blackout drunk. As I told Brewbound Fern, we should be pushing for a less restrictive attitude altogether, not fighting each other. Quote, but then, and here's what I say. But the powers that be, i.e. lawmakers, cops, our gov, our AG, and CCB, besides Shailene, are drinkers that hold the plant and its users in contempt. And this is reflected by rules like this, and our show and our slow botch rollout. The other side has been hostile to us from the jump. And then um, Chris Fer- Fernerari, who who his Twitter, um, his at handle or whatever is Brewbound Fern, 
and he was the um brew he was the guy who um he's editor of 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 brew bound so he, i think he edits like a i think he edits a um i think he edits a um what's the name a he edits a beer magazine, a microbrew beer magazine. So he works for he works for alcohol, the alcohol industry. So that he is going to have a, a bias, but we still had a productive conversation. Like I said earlier in the episode, we didn't we didn't swear at each other. We didn't like you know get mad. You know we didn't result to personal insults. We just had we just had a dis we just had an adult disagreement. You know, but um, but the Boston Herald took my sort of tweets out of context and took cannabis tweets out of context and sort of distorted what they said. You know, but um, but um, okay, so so the young jerk says, okay, no, okay, no, let me read Chris Fernie's thing. A state trade organization encouraging end users to break the law is actually mind blowing. Attempts to justify it even more so. And then the young jerk says, Says a dude from the beer industry that has been legal for decades. You are a joke. Drink up, kids. And then, um, he, and then he cites, um, he cites the article, um, so the articles that we read, um, in the next tweet. He says, hey, Boston police and Boston Herald, since you want to scare everybody with the law, we can play too. It is legal to gift cannabis in Mass Massachusetts. Look it up. We, we, we come, we coming to give weed away at Boston Calling because we don't like you encouraging drunk driving. BC Boston Calling sponsored beer. And then his next tweets are We adult cannabis users will not be shamed or stigmatized by the media and police without pushback, especially at an event sponsored by beer companies. If you are 21 plus with ID, want free cannabis for Boston Calling, hit us up. Media requests. Email us at michaelc slash 100 at hotmail.com. Also looking for cannabis sponsors. If you want to share your cannab cannabis, cannabis with Boston Calling, hit us up. That's some civil, that's how you do civil disobedience. When, when there are unjust laws, you have an obligation to make a stink and break them. You know, this is, that's how we had heroes like Malcolm X. That's how we had heroes like Martin Luther King. That's how we had, um... I mean, I know, I know the other persons, um, I know, I know Gandhi is, has sort of a mixed bag because he was very racist and anti-black, but he did a lot of good stuff for India. So, but, you know, this is how you get stuff done, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to do some form of, of constructive disobedience, you know, if you keep being like, oh, we should just be happy it's legal, then you're going to have things like this where you have no, where it's legal, but you have no place to use, you have no landlords can prevent you from from using in the property and and um and your employer could still fire you for using it this this is why you this is why you end up with the laws you end up with when you're just like oh we should just be happy it's legal it's it's legal but it ain't accessible for everyone it seems it seems like i've been saying and i've been railing you know it's legalization for property owners and prohibition for everyone else well, let's go back to the tweet tweet thread um, encouraging is a stretch, I, I ended up saying. 
I think she or he is just pointing out the hypocrisy. If I had a dime for every time someone said whiskey makes me violent and belligerent, I'd have a lot of flipping dimes. And then Chris Fiorani says, this tweet literally says you might want to offer edibles. Reads, reads a lot like a suggestion to me. What proof would the festival have if, if you pregame booze and other alcohol before coming to the festival? Besides someone acting the fool, then security is right to kick them out, I, I said. I don't see why using edibles that don't infringe on the rights of others is so unacceptable. I'm not trying to, and then he responds, I'm not trying to tell festival goers what to do or how to act. I'm not opposed to the use of marijuana. Well, it sure seems that way because you're saying, oh, people shouldn't be able to do it in public. But I've been to Boston Calling, and I was able to, I was able to drink beer in public, you know, because I, I mean, I had my over 21 bracelet. They didn't care because it was legal. Beer has been legal and accepted for, 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 for centuries. You know, we had a period of time in the, between the 20s and 30s where we made it illegal. But after that, you know, ever since the 1700s, 1600s, we've been, we've been, at, we've been a very alcoholic society. You know, alcohol is so ubiquitous that, you know, if a landlord were, were to even be like, no alcohol in the property, you can't store beer in the fridge. You know they would have. They wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't be able to move their property at all. No one would. No one would would take up that rental. No one would sign that lease. It's just such a toxic. It'd be considered so toxic and suicidal to the pockets of that landlady or landlord. You know we need to make it. We need to make it so alcohol. So marijuana is seen as the exact same thing. We really do. What proof? Okay, so I already read that. Cannabis shouldn't be held to a higher standard than alcohol. Allowing one but not the other just isn't right, I said. Others, other than to reinforce stigmas. We are a legal state now. The decrim days are over. Horse has left the barn. Just my opinion. Agree to disagree. And then he, he responds, I agree with the points you're making. They, they aren't at all related to my original statement. A trade group has encouraged the public consumption of marijuana edibles, something that is presently illegal. That's irresponsible. A trade group shouldn't ever shouldn't be doing that ever. And you know, because I was sick of debating this guy for hours or whatever, and I was just like, fair enough. And um, and um, I think other threads, other threads, other other uh, comments. Okay, so other comments were this. Um. And it's good to know that the Boston PD has nothing better to do than to look for tranquil cannabis users. NGO four twenty thoughts thoughts on on these asp on these aspirations being cast. I predict plenty of and then Charlie four twenty black belt says I predict plenty of cannabis on site as there should be if the far more dangerous drug booze is available for consumption. The, day, the days of caring about what prohibitionist cops and other reefer madness brainwashed morons think about marijuana has passed. Tax dollars hard at work. Let people get drunk and belligerent, but punish them for smoking a joint. What a backwards world we live in. So yeah, all these, all these tweets were roasting this and were defending cannabis, including myself. And, um, but yeah, I just wanted to read the full context because the, the, the Herald 
the Herald cited my tweet in in the article. I'll I'll enclose. I'll I'll enclose. I'll enclose everything in the show notes. They cited my tweet, but they forgot my. But they only they only left they left out the other like two or three tweets I I said, you know. And that was just that was just to amplify their viewpoint and to to amplify their biases. But all right. But um yeah um that's that sort of wraps everything up um. I'm gonna include all the relevant links in the show notes. Um, I'm probably and, and um, as always, stay medicated, my friends. Resist tyranny, resist fake legalization, resist new prohibition, and most importantly, if you're going to Boston Calling or have friends that are going to Boston Calling, boycott Boston Calling. Don't go. Don't give them your money. Don't give them your money. Go 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 to the Boston Calling. Walk in and walk out. You know, if everyone did that in mass. You know, they would see how ridiculous this is. And just and then maybe in 2020, they just look the other way instead of being this heavy handed when alcohol is all over the place in that festival, which I've been to. And, you know, you even get alcohol shirts and alcohol swag bags and alcohol swag like I've gotten. And I'll, I'll also enclose a link to my um, my my Boston calling beer T-shirt that I was given four years ago. But yeah, I mean, that's all I've got to say. And as always, everyone, stay Medicaid, my friends. Peace.